Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Corn Part Two, the Corn Hole. It's corn. <laughs> um, Cranked and ranked is the name of the show. I'm assuming if this is this is Corn Part Two, so if you happen to be new, you probably watched Corn Part One. So we don't really need to go into like who we are, um, yeah. but we're a ranking podcast and video show, and that's all I need to know. We're smack dab in the middle of ranking corns full-length album discography and um maybe maybe we shouldn't fuck around this time fuck i don't know um old head that's me with me as always eddie sparks yo, yo we're we're hopping out of the cornhole and into the love zone today <laughs> yep and and and, if, and and for the video world in case you're keeping track um i stayed indoors all weekend and once again eddie went out into the sun and got more tan Grr! Um, <laughs> I think I've pretty much just decided this is going to be my cranked and ranked wardrobe now. I I'm, just, st- you know, I'm, I'm still working on that gnarly cutoff, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's getting better. It's, it's, it's improving. Yeah. Some days at the beach. Uh, yeah, taking full oh, advantage. I, I mean, in, in July, my family, we're supposed to be going to a, a local amusement park that's like right on the ocean. Oh, right. And, um, and, uh, and so I'm going to be wearing this. And special for the occasion, I ordered myself an old head fanny pack because I sell those over on hey. my store. So I was like, I was like, oh, I need a fanny pack because I don't want to carry around like all the shit in my pockets. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get uh, or a bum bag, as they say over there. Or a front um, bum bag. Yeah, because <laughs> essentially what, I, what I'm calling it is like a cunt bag, right? <laughs> <laughs> a cunt sack. <laughs> <laughs> so um, many new insults that we've created yeah. in the last five seconds <laughs> but uh but that being said the episode we do after that i will probably be a slightly darker shade of white because i think hey. even when i go even when i go out into the sun if i put on you know sunscreen it, i don't seem to get like a nice tan i'm just like red and then it goes back to white <laughs> that's all it is you're gonna go from ice white to uh to a to a beige <laughs> I, I would love to be a beige really but um yeah anyway that so yeah so that you know bl- blinding people with my arms again on the on the video side of things but uh but yeah we've got we've got seven corn albums to talk about and last time once we got into the top 10 i was just like yeah we're already in like banger albums for me so top seven even more so yeah um i really had to picket things to come up with reasons that one album wasn't that good and went lower. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it was really, especially the top, the top like five, I would say the top five. I was just like, I don't really, you know, I don't know if I'm hundred percent convinced that this is perfect, but it feels right right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then, and, and thanks to everybody for watching part one of corn. Um, and, and wel- welcome back. You're in the the cornhole zone, the, something like that. But um, 
We're, so what do we what do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we start ranking. That's what we do, right? Hell yeah. Um, uh, so that that, that okay. So we're gonna just edit all of that out, and then we'll go right to this part, and it'll seem really smooth. All right, let's start ranking. Nice numbers. Number seven. <laughs> number seven. From, from we'll do it live. From, Fuck it. Uh, we'll do it live. <laughs> fucking thing sucks. <laughs> Eddie uh, Eddie Spark uh, starts us off with his number seven corn uh, album. Okay, okay. Uh, my number seven is the Nothing. All right, cool. Not yeah. not my number seven. We're not matching up yet. Yep. Yeah, uh, like we said last time, though, we're we're already in banger territory. Yeah. Um, this came out in two thousand nineteen, I believe. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, let's just let's just dive right in. This is this is modern corn coming back hitting hard um so the end begins absolutely designed with hyping the crowd up in mind that that's just album intro that is to be played live on that tour you just know like the bagpipes and everything it's a it's a statement of oh shit no more corn um and have, have they have they ever opened with a song that wasn't blind I'm one, I mean, there are probably people who are bigger Corn fans that can answer that question, but I feel like every time I've ever seen footage of a show of Corn, it's always blind that opens the show. You know, now I come to think about it, you can't, you can't really get a more perfect intro song, can you? That yeah. It, it slowly builds. It's the first song from the first album, and he literally and, says, Are uh, you ready? <laughs> like, it's yeah. perfectly designed. Every, the whole place goes ape shit every time. Ba, ba, Doesn't ba, matter. Na, 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 na. Oh man, and we've we've not even got there yet. Holy shit! Nope. So no. um, but yeah, cold, damn dude, yeah. like c- corner back. And I know I've been saying that like with all the modern corn as of about 2016 onward, but like they're just continuously getting better again. You know. Um, yeah. You'll never find me that you know they've got all the ingredients together and and boy they are a cooking. Uh, mm-hmm. The darkness is revealing. I love a little sassy. I like yeah, I was gonna say I love a little sassy splash fill as well. Like shh, if if you're doing like hi hat work and just throwing like like little stacky things and whatnot, that's just a that's one of the many little little elements of flair that just adds so much. But that's what that's what happens when you get a fucking badass drummer oh absolutely and they, and which they, they have had too so yeah i mean it's fucking incredible their, their rhythm section has always been spot on mm-hmm. um idiosyncrasy holy shit the riff one of those how has this not been written before and i wish i'd wrote it moments where it's like there there are there shit. are some i because i guess because i i've always struggled so much with lyric writing that I really love it, like the chorus of Videosyncrasy. Yeah. I love that he fit the way that he fit the title of the song in that with the "fuck with me, Videosyncrasy." Yeah. Like every the first time I heard that, I was like, "Oh, that's fucking great!" Yeah, because I'm just like, that's that's the kind of shit that like you know I wish I could come up with things like that, but I'm just like, no. I would be like, "How do I fit this in? Such a long word. Where does it go?" Yeah, that's that's why he gets paid the big bucks. Oh, absolutely. I mean, holy shit! 
seduction of the indul- of uh, sorry the seduction of indulgence uh it's a weird little interlude ish kind of track yeah um finally free some cool melodic qualities to this one can you hear me um there should be a question mark but i'll let that slide uh <laughs> 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 the ringmaster has a cool weird feel to it um gravity of discomfort there's some cool hooks in that one um harder or should i say at symbol rude three er i mean god damn <laughs> that that fucking riff though dude <laughs> but uh this loss is a melodic corn song surrendered to failure is a movie trailer style corn outro song i mean these guys are cooking with fire late in the game honestly yeah. i mean it, this yeah. is into their like kind of third third act sort of sort of thing yeah you know? yeah i mean possibly even fourth i mean damn to be this far into your career and able to like swing back around and go yep we're the best at doing this and uh suck it you, i guess on <laughs> like, you know? on a, honestly i'd say you're hard pressed to find a band as old as them still doing music that sounds as fresh as theirs does because yes. like it's a, there's a ha- small handful of bands that still do that um you know and that's crazy to me there's bands from 10 years ago that don't sound nearly as fresh as corn does i agree yeah like like this you know you know i went through a phase in my life where like the last thing i wanted to hear was new metal but that was just because i've been battered over the head with kerrang only playing new metal metalcore and pop punk just all the time like yeah. I, I eventually gave up on those channels because there was no variety anymore see that's what i liked about you know kerrang and scuzz back when i first became like a rock fan was the the fact that they would have something different every hour and then it just yeah. became like a like a 24 hour emo live stream and it was like eh. it, it, it i don't know like, why they channels do that because that that's essentially what happened with mtv over here mm-hmm. because they started to realize they're like oh well instead of like having programming for smaller audiences let's just extend and play the same shit over and over again that gets the most biggest audience and i'm just like yeah. well then it just makes your channel completely ununique and and nobody really cares like mtv went from being something that people True. like me of my generation yeah. if you were at home and watching television chances are 99 of the time mtv was on no matter what was on mtv yeah because you're like, oh, it's time for the grind where you watch people dance for 30 minutes. But, you know, right after that, it's going to be in TV news and you'll watch the music news after that. You know, it's going to be the top 20 or whatever the fuck it's going to be. But you would just be, you know, you'd be. But that was always on, you know, for yeah. for many, many years, well into the 90s. MTV was always on. But now I'm I guarantee you there's nobody that has that kind of relationship with MTV. It's just yeah. like. Even Unless if they you, do still watch it, it's just like, oh yeah, that show's kind of amusing. Yeah. There's no like devotion to this channel like there used to be. Yeah, like that's something I do find myself envious of, like your generation having such a it's such a, a a thing that everybody can kind of rally around, you know? Yeah. You know, regardless of like genre 
or you know what you were into it was the variety and the um just like how everything was and just how cool pop culture was back in the 80s and 90s you know yeah it's just it, it really is it, like it's almost otherworldly at this point in time to think yeah. that there was a time like that I mean, it's gotten to the point now where I even have a little bit of nostalgia for the the late '90s, early 2000s MTV. Yeah, um, which I didn't I didn't watch near as much, but I watched it sometimes. Um, but that was when, like, you know, there was like this show called TRL, which is like Total Request Total Live. Request that, Live. And they, you know, it's and and it, they played a lot of stuff I did not want to listen to at the time that I yeah. like more now. Um, but you know, that was around the time, like, you know, the Osbournes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, when reality TV started to creep in a bit more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But even then, like I still watched it a lot and I still look at that and go, well, at least at that point there was still a variety of things and there were still shows that played music, Mm. not as much, but they were still there. But man, but yeah, I mean, so that, so that would have been. You know the millennials. Millennials have that as well because I'm I'm tail end of Gen X. Yeah, like the last couple years of Gen X is you know I was born in '78, so like I'm considered at the end, which is probably why like I I get along with my wife so well because she's like an early millennial and I'm a late Gen Xer and we kind of you know overlap in certain in ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it's one of those things where it's it's hard to explain to anyone that wasn't there. And to be honest, whoever the older generation, because when I, you know, the people that watched MTV when it first started in the 80s, which I watched it a little bit when I was a kid. But by the early 90s, those people were like, MTV sucks now. And then by the late 90s, we were all like, MTV sucks now. <laughs> and so, but some new generation had moved in and they're just like, this is the shit I watch all the time. And it's like, you know, that was probably the first wake up call once I was in my 20s of like, oh, I get how this works now. We, yeah. a, lot, a lot of people get older and they become the thing they didn't want to become. Yeah. And um, I, I think I haven't I haven't become that. You have, you definitely haven't become that. No, nah, um, no, nah, I'm, I'm too stubborn to allow myself to to become the dad from the twisted sister video. <laughs> I think you also, you, you also are, are like me and you just allow yourself to enjoy what you enjoy as opposed to yeah. thinking too much about it, about what's appropriate, what's, what's supposed to be good and what's not supposed to be good. It's just like, yeah. Does it feel good to me or not? Come on. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I wish that didn't apply to um, other aspects of my life though. <laughs> you know? Cause it's like <laughs> sometimes like, what is it? I'll be able to tell you what year an album came out, but I can't tell you what I had for fucking breakfast this morning. It's like, I've like, sometimes I think, I think to myself, have I really just stuffed my head with so much music knowledge that I am physically incapable of fitting anything else in there? I I mean, yeah, I've resigned to the fact that like, I can tell you facts about music that isn't even some of my favorite music. I just retained all these facts but I constantly, while cooking, have to ask Alexa how many teaspoons are in a cup or whatever, <laughs> yeah. because I don't fucking know. Yeah. And it, that, <laughs> that information will not attach itself to my brain. Yeah, no, so. I'm the same. Yeah, I'm all over the fucking place, like, in pretty much every other facet of my life. <laughs> this is this is the only thing that has any semblance of structure to it. The rest is just yeah. fucking chaos. Yeah. 
Well, at least at least I have control over my notes and my digital yeah. audio workstation and this Skype call. But Zoom, sorry, Zoom call. Yeah, we Zoom. we, gra- we graduated. We graduated from from Skype. Remember oh, the yeah, Skype? We did start. We started yeah. on Skype. Yeah, we, you remember the Skype days when I had that fucking um, lapel mic that I would like, yeah, like clip to my shirt. Yeah, and you know I'd sit cross-legged on my bed with uh, a laptop sat in front of me. That started to give me back pain after a while. Thank God I have the setup I have look, now. Like, and look at look at us now. Who yeah. would have thought? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not me. <laughs> um, are, are you done with the nothing yeah yeah sorry i'm i'm, I'm rambling I, I, I love that album as you see i got it behind me here nice. the, co- the cool thing about the ones i have behind me is that follow the leader and issues are both originals from the 90s this, nice. these are 98 99 pressings of those of those records how much do um, they go for how much do they cost well these were these a lot of the things like this that i end up finding it's because i just camp out on on discogs with them in my want list and eventually there's going to be that person that inherited some records or is moving and is just trying to get rid of them so i'm pretty sure follow the leader i paid 60 dollars for and it's pretty damn good shape and i think issues may have been 50 um but uh, they're both you know they're a little worn because they're from the 90s or whatever but like they're you know the, the actual vinyl is perfectly good shape and it's got yeah. all the shit. So anyway. Also, but, uh, before anybody, if anybody is paying attention to this shelf over here, um, with a, I can never a, really see what's on it. Yeah, it's, uh, I've actually removed all of my vinyl from it because it's now in another place on a, oh. on an Ikea Kallax unit. And it nice. looks, it looks very nice. And I, I will send you a photo of that. Cool. Because I've been meaning to get one of those behind you for quite some time. Because <laughs> Eddie Sparks has his own place now. He, yeah. he can go to a he can go to a movie on a school night like that. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, uh, this year I finally got pubes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on to my number seven, which is closely related to yours because it's the most recent album, Requiem, from cool. 2022. Um, their 14th album. And this album was in my top 10 of 2022 because I think it's fucking great. Um, really moving from the nothing to Requiem for me, it seemed like a kind of more refined version that's a little bit less aggressive and more melodic and shorter because Requiem is only 32 minutes long. Um, but really you know i can say this about the nothing also but with requiem there's it's there's so many memorable songs on it and there's a handful of songs that i'm like this literally sounds like like if this had come out in like 2000 2001 this would have been a massive hit yeah on 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 mtv or whatever and that's just amazing to me because it does sound like a more mature corn but at the same time, they're still making music that stands up with this like classic, you know, g- genre defying music or defining and defying shit. They did both. <laughs> they defined a subgenre and defied genres in general. Well, that's um, a, I'll tell you what, 
my number six is Requiem, so we can camp out here in Requiem Zone. Sweet. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot more to add. Um, I just think that the songwriting here is really good. Uh, Jonathan Davis's vocal performances and his, the vocal melodies and everything are just so good on this that they, they just... That's why, like, you know, some people are like, well, 32 minutes is, is pretty short for an album. I'm like, yeah, but when it's literally 32 minutes of just fucking great shit that you want to just play again. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, perfect. And they they could do 32 minute albums every couple of years. And I would be absolutely fucking fine with that. Yeah. Um, and we already said it before. No, no yeah. band of their era or that has been around this long has been putting out music of this caliber. So um, Requiem is amazing. Um, let's, let's, let's throw it over to you for Requiem. Well, you know, I'm just going to hop straight off of what you said. You know, I've said it before and I'll say it a thousand times more. I'd rather have a short album and want to listen to it twice than a bloated mess with two or three bangers on it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Abs- absolutely. You know, file that shit down to a fine point and have something that sticks, you know? Now, uh, now I had, I did now I I'm I'm I, I'm meeting in the middle because there are some bands that have now been saying stuff like oh we're probably just going to start putting out songs and I'm like oh no yeah. don't do that yeah, that, yeah that's going too far because there are those of us that still want to collect and still want to have it and so at least put out an EP you know don't don't yeah. just throw out a song I mean that's come on that's weak sauce come on yeah, I, I, th- yeah. Th- there's there's a difference between refining and copping out you know and it's and yeah. it's like i mean sure if you want to do a one-off single like because you're busy touring but you you want to put something cool out by all means do it you know it's what movie soundtracks are for but, but that but but that ep better be coming later yeah with exactly. that song on it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> well it's like the fucking slipknot album we are not your kind right didn't have what I thought was the best song from those sessions, which, you know, was, um, it's, it's got a different name, but it's got the line. We are not your kind in it. And it was, it's the only, it's only the special edition that has it on there. And I'm like, you can't do that. That's that. That's not fraud. I would call that uh, false advertising. (laughs) We've talked about that before, too. Like, like, like enough with the fucking special editions. Like, release the edition you want the first time. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, if you got to go back. No, you don't get to do that again. Let's put put something else out if you want to, like, add more songs or add something else. Because, like, real fans are going to buy it. Yeah. You know? But But I'm more likely to buy it, especially if you're a band that, like, I like, but I'm not like obsessed with. If you put out an album and I like the album and then you put out an EP of some leftover stuff, I'll probably buy that too. Yeah. But if you put out a special edition of the same ass shit with two extra songs, no, not getting my money. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, so with that, let's, let's dive into the track list of Requiem. Um, So forgotten. Corn have stripped things right back to basics and are fucking crushing it on this album. Mm-hmm. Let the Dark Do the Rest is a moody banger. Uh, start the Healing. Said it before. Love some cheeky symbol fill shit. Like little mm-hmm. stacks and splashes, bells, all over that. Uh, Lost in the Grandeur has some like real Tom Morello vibes in the riffage that. Oh, no. 
like love that um disconnect corn doing modern corn very nicely hopeless and beaten is heavy as fuck like there's a real great one there's a real doomy edge to that one and i'm like oh damn um penance to sorrow it's a cool song my confession see that that's the thing with every song on this album doesn't outstay its welcome you know everything does what it needs to do and then bounces out makes for a far more enjoyable experience um worst is on its way is an ass-kicking closer with some killer davis scat goodness on it Uh, this album is a clear example of less can be more you know this album to me is up there with their classics um it just it, i was genuinely amazed like when 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 you recommended it to me like last year you I, we were talking and you said have you heard the new corn it's fucking amazing and it's only 32 yeah. minutes long and i was like yeah corn <laughs> did yeah. 32 minutes it's like cuz they they are of an era they are of an era where doing a short album was not part of the equation you maxed out that cd runtime with whatever you had even if if it was like even if it was like 30 minutes of silence and then just a random bonus track at the end you maxed that fucker out yeah i don't i don't miss that you know what i do miss from the cd days that can't really be replicated very well is the negative seconds on cds because there, there are so many albums that would like have hidden things um that there some I'm trying to there's one that comes to mind I think it was an album by Sponge that the very first track you would play it and it would play the first song but if you knew about it you used to push play and then rewind and it goes backwards through an entire other track before the first track no was, way yeah and I was always just like that's fucking so cool damn but, you know that's a, that's of the CD era you can't really I don't know how you would do that in the you know strip down ones and zeros of streaming or whatever yeah it's a physical media man you can't beat it you can't be owning a tangible item you know hell yeah you and i don't know why people don't fuck with that shit more even on vinyl because i think i think i've mentioned it before in an old episode that i have a monty python vinyl that depending on where you place the needle it plays completely a completely different thing on one of the sides wow because there's two there's two separate groove entries and they're they're side by side, so so you could so and there's nothing that explains that on the record, so it was one of those things where you could just play it another time and be like wait this is totally different than what I heard last time and it is yeah. because it's two different things yeah wow see see it's genius stuff like that you know you don't get that anymore you don't get that on a phone. No, yeah, like, there's a there's a my, my wife has a my wife my wife has a Jack White vinyl that plays yeah. from the inside out. Wow. Yeah. And I it's have, got other little hidden things in it too, but yeah. I have heard, you know, things like that, but that's really cool. So if yeah. you like if you if you tried to play it from the outside, would it play backwards? No, it just doesn't or, go anywhere. Because that's uh, the, okay. the, the, the 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 beginning of it is the end run out. So you just put uh, it there, and it's like putting it at the end of a record, which is like it doesn't do. Oh anything. yeah, so so it goes the other way, kind of. So it so it spins in the same direction, but it was pressed to where everything to, to, it leads in and goes the other way. So you're like, I, so it's playing. I guess it's technically playing it backwards, but the music was pressed backwards also, 
fuck, I don't know. This blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still fucking watch, you know, like uh, on TikTok that, you know, I, 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 there's a lot of things that I get where it's just watching records pressed. And I still, I've seen it hundreds of times and I'm still just like, oh, it's so cool. So yeah. cool to make the little swirlies. I love it. Put the stuff yeah. together and I love it. I'm it's, like that. It never with, gets old. I, I'm, I'm like that with watching symbols get made. If anybody wants oh. to watch, if anybody wants to watch some satisfying stuff, pause this episode and go on YouTube and look up like uh, how it's made symbols. And it's like a dude with a lathe and this like unrecognizable slab of the ugliest looking metal you have ever seen that the moment he takes this like thing to it, it immediately shines and it like goes outward in a circle and it's just, it's super satisfying to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, Requiem, in my opinion, is arguably the, 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 arguably the best body of work since their um, 90s era. Or yeah. at least, or at least up there, you know. Yeah, I uh, um, I like that one a lot, but like I have six others that that I like more. Um, so my number six is "See You on the Other Side" from two thousand five. Cool. And their seventh Twisted album, Transistor. Sorry, I, I, I resist. I, that's a really I love that. Is how the album kicks off because it's such a like different way of it's a different song for them at the time yeah and it's the album overall is such a huge improvement in quality from take a look in the mirror which was my last place one Hmm. but then you just you play them back to back and it's very clear that you see you on the other side oh man the production's better the songwriting is better and it's weird because it's you know the first one after head left but they sound like a reinvigorated band, almost like him leaving. They're like, fuck that. We're just going to, we're going to do, we're going to, you know, put all our effort into doing this fucking record. And yeah. um, overall, it's just an interesting, well-written album with really enjoyable songs. And, and I like the fact that it sounds like they've pushed things forward and they're experimenting with stuff, but it still has that corn core sound you know, yeah. in the middle of everything. Same thing with like, you know, Path of Totality. Like it still sounds like a corn record. It's on a it's on a decent cob is what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and, but uh I just like I like hearing a band evolving and having fun experimenting and, and tweaking their sound. Um even when it's not successful, it's still enjoyable to me. But this is one of those cases where I think it is successful. Um, but I think that it's, you know, it's really enjoyable chapter of their career that this whole period is so interesting to me just because they have these, what I consider big missteps in their catalog sprinkled in with these other albums where I'm like, well, that, that, that's, that's some bangers that they nailed that. Um, Mm. and so it's, it may, it may, you know, I think this one would be disappointing obviously to people that want, you know, stuff to sound like their first two albums, but I don't know. It's really hard to deny the quality of this album. And a really interesting thing about See You on the Other Side, it's a very long album, but I don't know a song that I would cut from it. In fact, some of my favorite songs are from the second half of the album. And I'm mm. like, well, that's pretty fucking amazing. So, yeah, I think that I think See You on the Other Side is when it comes to that the 
early 2000s of corn, I really think that this is the one where they kind of nailed everything. And I think it is because they were met with, well, you know, one of the founding members, you know, that everybody knows is now gone. And we're going to try to expand things a little bit. And I just, it just sounds like a fucking band enjoying themselves, making some really great music. So that's my number six. Cool. On the other side. Nice. If, if I may. Song ain't about no booty. It's about transistors. Yep. Uh, Love that. I love the video to that song. Mm -hmm. I know I said it last time, but I love that. Um, Okay, so my number five is album number five, Untouchables. Okay, all right. Yeah, I know you had this one a little lower. Yeah. But um, I'm going to kick this off by saying Here to Stay is possibly my favorite corn song. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Like holy shit to to me everything about it is perfect, especially those key changes where like the riff goes up a bit and it gets mm-hmm. a bit funkier. Um but like the creepy major key vocals over the nastiest of riffs. Just an excellent chorus. More, mm-hmm. What more could you want? Oh, this bendy psychotic breakdown in there as well. I mean that too, but that when I think of what corn sounds like, I think of the intro to that going. Like when it really kicks in, that's, that's what I go to corn for, you know, that, that song I remember. And I'm pretty sure I remembered it from being like a kid. And my uncle who I've mentioned several times, who is largely responsible for, my music taste alongside the Grand Theft Auto and Guitar Hero games. Um, I'm pretty sure I remember that song from when I was like four or five and he was in his like new metal era. Like, yeah, like we're talking full blown. I'm pretty sure he had dreads at some point as well. Like went full blown new metal. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure when I heard this, when I saw the video for this on Kerrang, like, I mean, you're talking like, how old would I have been? Like 11 or 12. So you're talking like uh, five, no, six, six or seven years later, possibly even eight. Mm-hmm. When I first heard that, it was like this like core memory was unlocked where I was like, I know that. That's awesome. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, after that, unfortunately, my one thing about this album is it peaks really early on with here to stay and the rest of it to me is just good corn. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, make believe is creepy, heavy corn blame. It's another nasty riff that only corn can nail the way they do it. Um, hollow life. Um, oh yeah. We have synth now, by the way, you know, cause like mm-hmm. up till this point, they made it very clear that the, the only sounds they made on the album were guitars. Um, as far as I can tell, like all of the weird, even down to like weird G funk type. Yeah. Like stuff with the guitars was just all really cool, creative playing off of one another stuff. Um, but yeah, bottled up inside, like, good God, they just, they just hit it out of the park with groove riffs, man. Thoughtless, 
love this one. And uh, the music video features a very young Aaron Paul, uh, who would go on to play Jesse Pinkman in Breaking Bad. Yeah, um, Hating. Yeah, uh, I love a swingy song. I love a song with a bit of swing to it. Uh, one More Time. One More Time's weird. It's like a, it's almost like a hard rock type song from Korn, which is yeah. something they're not really known for. But like, you know, this, it gives me, a, it almost gives me like action movie car chase scene vibes. <laughs> uh, Alone I Break they're really beginning to experiment with like electronic elements on this album. Um, not nearly in the realm of like path of totality, but like they're there. Um, yeah. embrace. I've never heard a corn riff that I didn't at least elicit a head nod from me. Uh, beat it upright. Once again, Holy fuck. That's filthy. <laughs> Wake up. Hey, uh, we we have a fully blown foray into the early two thousands arcade racer music at this point with Wake Up Hate like that immediately takes me back to being about eight years old and playing Crazy Taxi at Truro Bowling Alley. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm hiding. Jonathan's such a great frontman, dude. Seriously, especially on No One's There as well. Like he really pushes to his upper register with his yeah. voice. Um, it's impressive. Honestly, this album's a cool evolution, albeit slight, with like a few more keyboard elements in there. But mm-hmm. um, that being said, album number five ended up being my number five. And I think that is is kind of beautiful in, in its own well, way. My, my number five, you've already talked about this. My number five is The Nothing from 2019. Nice. Um, so this this is a little bit of a personal thing too because it's you know thirteenth album for them, but this was pretty much a rebirth of the band for me, mm-hmm. um, because I I was into Corn late nineties early two thousands and then I just kind of fell off. Um, I, we I you know I was I it wasn't them it was me I went separate ways and I was listening to different things, um, and then occasionally when I would catch a Corn song. You know, there were some that I went, oh, that's fucking good. But mm. like nothing ever brought me back to an album. And I just remember this album came out soon after I started doing my podcast and YouTube channel stuff. Mm. And um, I just remember I was like, OK, well, you know, if I'm going to like talk about all this music, I should listen to more stuff that I would probably normally go. Eh, I'm not that's not really my thing. Um, and I just remember like listening to two of the pre-release songs from the nothing, which cold was one of them. And the other one was, I don't remember what the other one was, um, <laughs> but both of them, I was just like, wow, like this is great. And it immediately made me feel like this nostalgia. I'm just like, I, this feels like late nineties, you know, kind of shit. And so the album came out and I was all over it and I got it when it came out. And I just, and I was just like, man, the whole album is just like, and some of it to me, you know, and especially now that I've gotten well acquainted with the stuff that happened while I was gone, this seems to have some of the heaviest shit they had done in years, especially a song like cold. Like this has the most, like death growly vocals on it that I've ever heard Jonathan Davis do. He's done random shit, yeah. but this one has the most, like, I'm just like, 
it's crazy the amount of like different things he does yeah yeah um his growl's really unique too like it it is uniquely his yeah even though he doesn't he doesn't break it out very often but when he does yeah and 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 i was blown away by that then and now just the fact that it really does feel like classic corn through a modern corn you know lens or you know corn you know a modern <laughs> cornhole um it's you know they're they're mature guys now yeah you know, all all fathers and shit um but they were st- they still get together and they manage to make this music that constantly reminds you of oh yeah that's why this band is fucking legendary yeah because they they play corn you know it's mm. like you know is it it's new metal sure you could call it new metal but at the end of the day you know there are there are other new metal bands that sound similar in certain ways to corn but you know immediately that it's not corn you mm-hmm. know it's like there's a thing that they do and it's the combinate we've talked about it in the last episode combination of those dudes it's just one of those things that like lightning in a bottle you know whatever yeah. they say you know um i would a, even yeah I, I was i was just gonna chime in there i would compare it to faith no more faith no sure. more are the only band that does faith no more the way it can be done properly you know yeah and so that's why like the nothing ends up being in the top five alongside yeah these next four absolute classic albums because i that just i it it makes me so happy that these older dudes are still so like who knows how many years they have left and they haven't gotten to a point where you can't say they're not in their prime anymore it's not they're not even there you want even watch them live still fucking kicking it um hopefully fieldy um comes back at some point because it sucks that he's I think he had to leave for rehab or something. Yeah. Um, but they got yeah. Rod Diaz, uh, the, who's from Suicidal on bass, and that guy fucking rules. But he's not fieldy. Mm. You know, he's... Um, but uh, anyway, nothing is a fucking great album. If you're somebody that, like, you know, just yeah, likes... Out, out of context, that would sound really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I was going to say, though, that uh, if, you're, if you're, you know, if you just like watching us and you're not really in the corn... The nothing is really a great album to to see if like you know will they bring you back in because they brought me back in um in a big mm-hmm. bad way so that's uh that's my number five, which means we have the exact same top four <laughs> but are they in the same order? I'm gonna go ahead and say no, but we will see so this uh, is this is when it gets good, folks, and here's where there'll be a commercial. <laughs> I'm, li- I'm literally i'm literally gonna put a commercial right there <laughs> oh dude that's gonna be ace uh welcome so back you- from the commercial hopefully it was for some sort of erectile dysfunction pill yeah or or beer do you, you know? do you want to know do you want to know the moment i realized I'd, I'd i'd left the 18 to 24 age bracket what when i started being advertised keeps and hymns like keep your hair ointment <laughs> oh <laughs> like, like it was like do you know you're like did you know most men experience some form of hell loss before the age of 35 it's like are you 
well, I need to know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Do I need it or no? You know, don't keep reminding me. Like, yeah. Um, like I was saying, by the way, I'm now realizing what a fanboy I I look when I brought up that Faith No More comparison wearing a fucking Faith No More shirt. Oh, that's yeah. all right. Well, do it you, makes sense because Corn. Do you like Faith No More, Eddie? Corn <laughs> were influenced by Faith No More. They'll, 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 they've said that. Exactly, so, which, mean, is, which is, you know, <coughs> pardon me. <coughs> Uh, some Jeez, he's, he's, he's choking on Faith No More's dicks. What he's doing? Yeah, Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my my body just hit factory reset. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna sort myself out. Fucking hay fever is the last of my concerns when I can't even drink water properly. Um, but yeah. Okay, yeah. Number four, top, top four. Let's do it. Let's four. find out. Let's find out. We could match up. We could not. Let's let's do this. Now, you were unsure as to whether or not you... You were unsure as to whether or not we'd match up. However, I have a sneaking suspicion that we might. Okay. Because I'm looking at this right now, and, and I'm thinking to myself, I've pretty much ranked <laughs> these top four based on whether or not I'd agree with what i think you'll say not because <laughs> you know yeah and and you, you know what it, it, and it's not because it's not my own opinion because i have this ranking as my ranking but i've i've looked at it long and hard and i've pretty much predicted everything you could uh, everything on average that i think you would say this, so mine this this will be interesting yeah so my number four Drum roll, please. Is 1996's Life is Peachy. Bam! Also my number four. Life hey! is Life is Peachy, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Cool. cool. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna jump right in. Okay. You're <laughs> Sorry, Twist. That, was, that probably Twist. sounded like I'm, I'm just banging on my desk. Who knows how that even sounded? It's a bunch of fucking noise. People ripping their earbuds out of their ears or whatever. God damn it. I'm just wondering what the hell next door think because they're in there watching TV. <laughs> they, they just heard that in the middle of a conversation. Like, what the fuck? But yeah, I mean, it's this song is teased. At the start of Clown on the previous album, uh, if if you if you knew that, like yeah, you hear you yeah. hear one of them say, "Man, I I want I want to hear a Twist. I wish we could Twist on the fucking record." And now they lead off this album with uh, it. I love the fact that it's track one. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like imagine buying this. Not knowing, you know, this is still 1996. You'd go, you'd buy the CD. This is the first thing you hear when you've probably got it cranked. There's a yeah. possibility you've got the windows down. And all of a sudden, from your car, emits the sound of some disturbed beaver in a blender like <laughs> I, I mean i'm gonna go as far as to say it's probably in the top 10 best album openers ever just yeah. for setting a tone of like 
get ready for some shit, motherfuckers. Like it's about to go down. Yeah, it, it's almost like you know I brought up Faith No More. There's also a lot of Mister Bungle influence on them as well because yeah. um, I remember hearing something or reading something somewhere um, that. I, th- I think it was Fieldy. He said, there's a song on the first Mr. Bungle album called Love is a Fist, and it's got this riff in it that just crushes. Um, and, y- you know, this this short scat fest is iconic to the point of meme status at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, with that opening the album, you get Chi, yep. which is a one-two punch, you know, stick up the same hole, bang, someone dig a hole, bury, bang, <laughs> like, yeah, like, it, yeah, it's just, yeah. Oh, there's so many good vocal moments on this, though, because John's just yeah. going skits on this album. He's the, he's the fucking star of this album. This particular one it is like the, the John Davis show. It, yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. It's, so it's much like, great shit on here. It's like you thought the last album was disturbing. I've <laughs> descended yeah. farther down the rabbit hole, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Lost is creepy and heavy. Swallow, um, man, David Silvera, k- k- killer drummer. Um, yeah. Porno Creep is this like kind of G funky interlude. Um, good God. Good God! <laughs> you yeah, know? like yeah. one. It's it's not only got one of my favorite intro drum fills of all time. That bit, but like the. Yeah. Would you get the fuck out of my face? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Would you get the fuck out of my face? It's like the. He's like a rabid dog, like about that, to lash out. That's why I have such a hard time. Because you said something about like you know here to stay being your favorite corn song, I have such a hard time with corn songs because every time I go, that's my favorite, and then this like a song like this will pop up, and once it gets to that, don't you get the fuck out of my face? I'm like, no, this is my favorite corn song. No, 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 wait, <laughs> this is my favorite corn. It's really <laughs> tough. It's a tough one for me. Oh man, like it, it, this album is corn at their most unhinged, which. Yeah. You know, is well. It was. I, I mean, if you read yeah. about the making of it, it was Jonathan Davis also at his most unhinged. Yeah, <laughs> he, was, yeah. he sounds yeah. annoying as fuck. Oh, <laughs> he's God. like he seems like because he like there's there's he, he he even talks about how he would just like randomly bite people. Yeah. I'm like, God damn it, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, but like the thing is like as well that I I love about this is that I can I can bring in another parallel with. Mr. Bungle is that around this time, uh, just a year before, they'd gone from playing the funk metal carnival ride that is the debut. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, in 1995, they go, fuck everyone, we're doing yeah. this disco volante thing, which is arguably, if not definitely, the single most inaccessible album in my in my entire library and we did not only have we done a faith no more ranking we did a mr bungle ranking as well you can go back and listen to our thoughts on all of that shit but it it just it just strikes me that you know i hear a lot of like the debut bungle albums influence on the debut corn album 
And now I hear Corn basically upping the insanity and doing their disco volante. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, it's not as out there as Disco Volante, but in terms no. of music, it's still fucking insane. Um, yeah, I, I would go as far as to say I, th- I feel like this is their darkest album and most kind of fucked up sounding album out of everything they've done. Oh, absolutely. W- without a shadow of a doubt, because like you you could maybe argue um, the debut based on the merit of Daddy alone. However, yeah, I think that's more that's more subject matter. Um, yeah, it's obviously, uh, it's clearly very dark on that album. But this one, for some reason, the whole um, the whole vibe of the album, just everything yeah. about it seems it's, is just even down to the artwork. It's, you know, everything just feels very dark, darker, sinister, you know. Yeah. And yeah, like it, the best part is, well, of all the people to receive a diss track, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> fuck, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Not everyone's my neighbor, you bastard. <laughs> Some people live far away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, had, I, I had no. I'm 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 of the uh, of the of one of the generations that should have a connection to Mister Rogers, but I don't because even as a kid, I thought that show was fucking lame. And I'm mm. all like, where's Fraggle Rock? Like I was, I really, I did not, I did not care about Mr. Rogers. In fact, as a, when I was a kid, if a show had humans in it, I was like, what's this, who's this show for? For babies? I Dude, want Muppets and animated characters in my shit. I, do you want to know what I've had stuck in my head for the last week or so? What? Monster in the Mirror by Grover. I have had that stuck oh. in my head. Absolute fucking banger. Uh, I, I, yeah. I was so, I'm literally going to take that and I'm going <laughs> to edit it and repeat it over and over again. Because I, I, I tried to say so quiet while you were doing that. Because I'm like, oh, this is so good. This is so good. Thank you oh, for you, doing that. Do, 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 <laughs> that's okay. Oh, um, do you like that's, the, that's, that's at the 50, 55 minute mark or so. I'm going to remember that. Boom. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to, um, I'm just going to bring this up as well. Did you know Fraggle Rock, the lighthouse in the intro to Fraggle Rock uh-huh. is from my home county? Oh no. Did not yeah, know it's, that. It, yeah. It's in, it's in Cornwall. It's in, uh, St. Moore's. Yeah. It's uh that's that's always been the the pride of this household. We're from the same county. We're we're from the same county as the Fraggle Rock Lighthouse. <laughs> nice. And I was all over that show when I was a kid. I yeah. loved it. Down at Fraggle Rock. Um but yeah, where where was I? Um we we next have K at symbol hashtag asterisk percent symbol exclamation point otherwise known as cunts um how many swears do you want in this song yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm fine with that number yeah it's uh <laughs> there's one line in there about an armpit i need to i need to read it because it's <laughs> just fucking cracks me up every time corn lyrics <laughs> Here we go. 
Here we go. A reading <laughs> from Mr. Eddie Sparks. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Okay, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and do a, a lyric reading without, without, without cracking up. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna read this as like a like a poetry recital. Got it. Fuck you, titty sucking two bold bitch with a fat green clit, my big corhoto bitch. Oh shit, fucking ass licking, piss sucking, cunt these nuts on your lips. Kentucky fried kung pao clits. Saggy twit. T- <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is when they're gonna they're gonna send me the email that says like your video is not suitable for ads <laughs> do, do you know what would be even funnier is if you just like bleeped this entire segment <laughs> okay 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 <sighs> saggy tits swinging between your fat crusty armpit uh, big hairy ass a big ass hairy mole between your pussy lips, uh, fuck shit, cock, dick, cunt, tit, barf, piss, balls, ass, pecker, queef, oh shit, fuck, bitch, damn, fucking diarrhea, slept with HIV, um, I don't know what to say, so what, don't give a fuck, I don't know what to say, <laughs> uh, okay, beautiful. well, that was, that was two minutes of, it's free content that we owe to corn. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, well, now that this is most definitely uh, demonetized. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you never know. You never yeah. know. Did that commercial yeah. happen earlier? It'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> Except um, for on the, on the podcast side of things. I'm not, I'm not popular enough now to have people do ads on my podcasts, but you know, mm. whatever. Whatever. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We ain't stopping. We're we're gonna make at least a buck fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, no place to hide. Heavy ass chromatic riffage. Wicked featuring Chino Marino or Chino Moreno. I've always said Chino Marino because I think it has a nice ring to it. I could it, be. It, wrong it sounds much better. Yeah. Uh. Adidas or Adidas, as the Americans would say, or alternatively, oh yeah, <laughs> dream about sex. Great song. Which this, which this would be a good time to point out that that since our last episode, there has been leaked images of the collaboration between Corn and Adidas. Where, Hell yeah. where if, if the pictures are true, there will be a purple sequined jumpsuit for sale. And I am probably not going to buy it because I think it's supposed to be like 300 bucks. But still, I'm... Uh, it's tempting. I, there's, there's a part yeah. of me that kind of wants to do it. Um, you know, the weird thing about Adidas is that like I, I've heard people pronounce it so many different ways. And so one day I was like, I'm going to go look up some Adidas commercials and see how they pronounce it on the commercials. I found three different pronunciations of Adidas on three different Adidas commercials. Wow. One one where they say Adidas, one where they say Adidas, and one where they say like Adidas or something like that. And I was just like, this doesn't help at all. <laughs> and they're all from different periods. Like one's from the 80s, one from the 90s. And I'm just like, 
can somebody tell me what, what's right? <laughs> what What is it about fucking sports brands that just throws language up in the air? Nike, Nike, which is it? <laughs> you yeah. know? It's, uh... <sighs> Great. Now and then over, in, 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 over, yeah. over in England, you guys say in Puma. Like, it, that's, that's weird. It's yeah. Puma. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just to top it off, I've got my Rebooks. <laughs> I'm gonna here's I was I was about to like date myself I was about to date myself and crazy and I was gonna be like and I I've got my British Knights. Ah well you'll be pleased to know that I own a pair of those. So you don't you have British Knights? I have a pair of black British knights, yes. Nice. Yes. I remember when I when I was I was uh in like junior high and I really wanted to get like a pair of like cool shoes but my dad said we didn't have enough money for those but they did have british knights on sale and i was like mm. the name sounds cool they look pretty cool and so my that one year i had a pair of black british knights and nobody cared because everyone was trying yeah. to buy air jordans <clears throat> and i'm just like well you know i got british knights they're kind of cool yeah. yeah british british knights they you know look like converse that ain't converse <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, I don't even think they make them over here anymore yeah, I mean, I suppose it makes sense. I'm in Britain. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, so where were we with... Ah, yes. Um, saggy tits in your armpits or some shit like that. That's where we were. <laughs> Big green clit. <laughs> uh, so we got uh, Low Rider, which is a fun little cl- cover slash interlude. Um, incorporates the bagpipes. Uh, it's just a bit of fun, really. Yeah. Uh, fun in a in an unhinged way. Uh, yeah. And you know we have a we have a San Andreas tie in here because the original war version of Lowrider is in GTA San Andreas, and mm-hmm. I will take every opportunity to bring that up because it's the best game ever made, hands down. Uh, ass itch. Hella uncomfortable sensation. Like you can't sit down for <laughs> shit. Man, that sucks. Um, great song though. Uh, <laughs> Kill you. Heaviest fuck closing track. It's a good corn album. It doesn't yeah. revolutionize the format, but it still has that killer earlier nineties corn vibe that no one else has ever done. Yeah. Um, this, this one is, has a, a lot of nostalgia for me because this was the one where all of a sudden all these people I knew got really into corn and I heard this album a lot. Yeah. Pa- pa- passing the bowl, do a little hit, pass it around the circle and in the, uh, on the speakers, what you got the fuck out of my face? Like that was no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, the thing about, I think. It's the fact that this album is in between the first album and um, Follow the Leader, which I think have like standout songs. Whereas yeah. Life is Peachy, aside from Adidas, it's almost just like a vibe. Like the like it's it is just there there's great songs on this, but I think for the casual corn listener, Adidas is as far as they go. Um because yeah. it's just it's weird and aggressive. And um, I like this one just because they, like you said, they just were already pushing the boundaries of 
shit they were doing, which was already unlike what other people were doing anyway. So it's yeah. just like this band that like, sure, they may have not really been getting along that well and like had, you know, had drug and alcohol issues and, you know, mental Fucking and emotional bite marks issues all over them. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And, and, but they managed to just like put together this aggressive and uncomfortable like amazing music <laughs> that uh, nobody else could do. Um, and I love the fact that life is peachy was, I started to really think about their albums. And if I was talking to somebody else about the album, life is peachy is the most difficult album to explain. <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah, it really trying is. to explain to somebody, <clears throat> look, and really all you can do is just play twist and be like, I, uh, there you go. That's the album. <laughs> if, it, if you can wrap your head around that, like that's that's the album right there. Um, I, I can't, but I, I can't remember. It. I I was just gonna say I can't remember if if I sent it to you or not. But there's a video on YouTube called "Send This to Your Friend Who Doesn't Listen to Corn," and it's just like <laughs> all the best out of context. Was it "Send This to Corn"? is it like send this to someone who doesn't listen to corn it's called and it is just a six minute fever dream of just all the wildest corn moments that's awesome yeah um but and a lot of those wild moments are on uh the life is peachy which is our joint number four but will we continue to to link up with our top three well you'll find out after this no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, yeah. We need to, we need to buy some properties first before we sell out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so here we go. Here's where I think it's it it gets a little harder. But I I'm that's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're on fire today. Who um, she? Um, yeah, my number three, and let me know if we matched up. Follow the leader. We we did. We matched up. Yeah! Number three, follow the leader. This is looking good. This is, is this looking, looking good. like I was gonna say, is this looking like uh another helmet ranking where like the could top be. four are the same? Very okay. well could be. So yeah, follow Whew! the leader. Let's let's do it. But probably probably a lot of people's number one, and I yeah. would not fault them for it at all. Uh, I initially thought that this was going to be at least two for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then one of the other albums clinched it, and I was like, ah. <laughs> All right. I was wrong. <laughs> okay, so um, Follow the Leader, coming straight out of the gate with It's On, is a great opener. You know, absolute statement of intent. Great stuff. Um, yeah. Freak on a Leash the corn song like yeah it's their yeah. understand man like it like w w when people think corn if they don't think of twist they think yeah. like yeah uh, i mean I, you know what this may this may sound weird but i could honestly say that i would rather hear freak on a leash than enter sandman and Wow. Metallica is my favorite band of all time, but I've heard Inner Sandman so well, I've heard both the songs so much, but there's something about Freak on a Leash that does not get old to me. Yeah. Especially it's that a, breakdown. 
Like when that, that goes that, that, off. But just the whole the whole thing. I don't know. It just it it sounds good, feels good. It's a classic. Yeah. And it's almost like you know, I've I've brought up some like G funk references to the guitar playing. It yeah. really does at points, especially in Freak on a Leash, gives me, you know, um what's that what's that song? Uh Deep Cover. That, oh that. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like it. I'm sure that's what they were going for too. Yeah. Yeah, like Yeah, and you don't stop one day seven on an undercover cap would go over like match made in heaven. Some somebody do that mashup. Um freak yeah. on a leash and deep cover. But- I already did um, WAP and the breakdown from Freak on a Leash because I found out they have the same oh, you chord did? progression. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, dum, yeah. Dum, dum, dum. Certified Freak. Seven days a week. <laughs> <laughs> Wet ass P word. Wet ass. Oh. Do you remember the Ben Shapiro rant as well? That's that what just I just like said. I said yeah. I, you missed yeah. it. I said wet ass yeah. P word. Wet ass P word. Make that pull out game weak. Yeah, and then he just basically admitted to the world that his broadcast that his his he can't sexually excite his wife. <laughs> I mean, have you seen the dude? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 <laughs> well, we've just been declared enemies of the state. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um Got the life, Banger. this song. Yeah, this song fucks hands down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mic drop moment. <laughs> uh, dead bodies everywhere. Catchy stuff. Mm-hmm. Children mm-hmm. of the corn. Again, love the ice cube stuff. I'm enjoying yeah. the ov- overt hip hop. Well, this was this really was family together. values. Like family values started with this tour. Yeah, which was which was corn, ice cube, Lent biscuit. Rammstein and Orgy. Wow. Because I, I got the VHS of that. and that, um, That's and a I'm gonna, late, late 90s lineup if ever I've seen it. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, and, and and you know what? I, 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 the only thing I ever skip on it is Rammstein because they're fucking awful. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And luckily, and, and luckily, luckily, the whole world is about to back really far away from Rammstein. So I'm like, hey, I was already there, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I, that's the thing, though. I got to credit them for Du Hast being the song that made me realize I like heavy riffs. Oh, yeah. So. You know, it's a, there's I'm not, you know, people like them. I've never liked them. And and especially on the on the uh, Family Values video. It's just so like, it seems so much like they're putting on this extreme show to cover the fact that the songs aren't really that great. And they're like, what was that song about where he spewed semen everywhere? I don't know, but I remember the semen part. I know, because the song isn't good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, anyway, sorry about that. Yeah, that's when we get to our our Rammstein ranking and it's going to be two hours of me being like fuck this number nine fuck this number eight what well, well, well it's it's yeah it, it until the verdict's out on on what's gone down with the whole whole situation i, I, I think it's gonna be 
That one's it's, up in the air right now. <laughs> it's very clear that he's done something wrong because even the band is like, look, <laughs> everything <laughs> we thought everything was on the up and up. We have or there's been a distance between us and him, and I'm like, oh, he did some shit. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. If we're calling into question the whole like backstage groupie thing, we're like how many bands i think it went further than that that's the thing though like how far does i think he went i think he went marilyn manson you know so you know yeah what's (laughs) happening with what's happening with him right now what's what what happened with that there 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 it's weird because he's had he had accusations and then some people retracted their accusations saying they were pressured into saying things but then other people are are confirming other people's accusations and saying, yeah, it was there's total abuse going on with him and these women. Um, so mm. it's one of those things where there's not enough information to really say one way or the other. Yeah. So that's why, like, you know, my Marilyn Manson comments are a little bit, you know, I know they're tongue in cheek because I don't know. I was not there, mm. but I'm also really not a very big fan. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm, I've always say I've always said, don't, I'm never going to go all in on being fuck these people unless I have proof. Yeah. If I have yeah. undeniable proof, if I have Ted Nugent proof that they're pieces of shit, <laughs> then I will be like, fuck them forever. But until I have that proof, if you're Ted Nugent or Bill Cosby, which is two different levels of, of awfulness, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, but they're both ones that have been confirmed. And so I'm just like, well, fuck those people. So there you go. You know what? I'm, I'm I'm looking up right now. Ted Nugent discography. No. <laughs> <laughs> How many albums is this? Because <laughs> like, even if even, I've been thinking a lot, could something you don't enjoy yield a hilarious set of episodes? Oh hell yeah! <laughs> yeah. I we will how happily shit all over everything Ted Nugent ever touched, except for High Enough. That song's a banger. But you know he's he yeah. didn't write that he just played a shitty solo on it. So there you go, and and some dive bombs. Well, yeah. Can you take me high enough? But that but that was all that was all home dude from Sticks and uh, the other guy, the two the two who's the other singer? Is he? And in, in damn Yankees, it's one of the guys is from Sticks, and the other one guy the, is from something else. Oh, it, Somebody else put it in the comments because I'm not going to remember by the end of the episode. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. So oh, we're counting Ted Nugent nine, albums. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. <laughs> Jesus Christ, 18 Ted Nugent albums. Can you do it? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Got you on a stranglehold, baby. Now, yeah, strangleholds in um, GTO Vice City stories, by the way. Yeah, that's Which, a boring you know. song. It's <laughs> a very boring song. And I, that, that's the thing is I thought that was a boring song prior to me personally not liking Ted Nugent. I was just like, this doesn't do anything for me. Just like everything Eric Clapton ever did. I'm just like, eh, doesn't do anything for me. And turns Thought, out he's a prick. So there you go. Thought, thoughts on Cat Scratch Fever. You like the Pantera version. <laughs> no, I don't I don't like any version yeah. of that song. That's oh, like really? That's that's it's such a boring riff, too. 
It's like the fucking three blind mice of rock and roll. Like, go fuck <laughs> Ted Nugent. Oh, man. Fire, firing shots off. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's quite keen to do that. Man, I, I would love it if he heard this and knew who I was enough to talk shit about me. Man, I, I, I would get some more fans. And it'd be fans that I wanted. So I'd be like, welcome aboard. <laughs> welcome aboard to We Hate Ted Nugent. This, I'll, I'll change the name of my whole channel. That'll be all I'll be doing. Hate, hate Ted Nugent 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I remember there was a, there was a Miami Vice episode that had Ted Nugent in it. And uh, yeah. I mean, to, a- be, to be fair, I very much enjoyed the show um, uh, Supergroup. Yeah. With, uh, with, you know, Scott Ian and Evan Seinfeld and... You ever watch that? Do you ever get to see I've, that? I've seen clips of it. Oh, Savage Animal. It. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> yeah! Baz is the shit in that in that series. Yeah. Anyway, but 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 even in that show, it's like you know, oh yeah, Ted Nugent's a prick, and there he is, just being a prick and playing <laughs> guitar. That's what he does. Okay. Chewing gum way too fucking much with his mouth open. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's just. It's just such a fucking shit talking fest right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you imagine what the episode would be like? It's gonna be like a five-hour episode in where uh, I'm barely talking about the music. I've I've been binge listening to uh, the podcast Pod of Thunder, and they did an episode where they listened to the song Fred Bear by Ted Nugent. <laughs> just like there's so much stuff. To pull from a single song, I've never. I don't even know if I've heard that song. I'm gonna have to go look it's, that up. It's it's a whole other level of like it is dedicated to some dead hunter dude. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Some. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're we're talking about corn. Corn. <laughs> You're shit talking Ted Nugent on a corn podcast. How did we get here? <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't remember. Oh, Rammstein, because I was talking Rammstein. about. Uh, I was talking about uh, uh, family values because Ice Cube was on the family values, and so was Limp Biscuit, and Fred Durst is also on Follow the Leader on a track that we haven't gotten to yet. But um, it was a good tour, minus Rammstein. Kids, be careful of the Ice Cube to Ted Nugent pipeline. It's a very real thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's back on the rails. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Orgy also pretty much sucks too, but at least they're like kind of bearable, you know. Blue Monday. That's that's all I knew. There's stitches too. Yeah. Stitches. I yeah. ain't uh, enough to me. Stitch up my emptiness. You know, there, that's a, there that's we a go. Yeah. Yeah. That's sorry, all right. I need to, not a great yeah. band, but not a horrible band. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's, let's, we're back on track now. BBK. Uh, it never ceases to amaze me the stuff that the guitarists in this band come up with, like, that Hell they're into yeah. play. It's, it's insane. Like, it's not. I mean, I don't want to say it's not the most technical because, like, there's clearly a lot of like work and creativity that goes into making the sounds they make. But it's just, it's not shred, but it's totally unique at the same time. It's identifiably them, you know. Really yeah, heavy, chunky riffs and G funk shit. <laughs> it's it's yeah. yeah. It's so weird because um, I've heard people in the past compare some of their guitar work 
to stuff that Tom Morello does. But, yeah. But for me, they seem like worlds apart. Um, I don't yeah. know what it is exactly. I love both of them, but there's something about the corn when corn does the odd guitar parts, they sound dirty and dangerous. And, and whereas Morello's, it sounds calculated and expertly, you know, it doesn't sound so much like it could go off the rails at any moment. It sounds like he's got everything perfectly under control or his corn. It's a, there's a little, there's a little madness in it, you know, that I yeah. like. It's, it, and you've got to go some to make Tom Morello feel like a traditional guitar player <laughs> like <laughs> yeah like yeah so i mean that that really puts into perspective how off the wall some of these sounds are you know yeah um but yeah pretty really twisted like in the same vein as as daddy in terms of darkness i mean yeah this is i mean this song in, in case those who don't know this this is going to take a bit of a turn uh Jonathan Davis used to work in a morgue and uh yeah this is about a dead baby that came in who had clearly been killed which is like a, a whole other level of fucked like no wonder this yeah. dude was going around biting people imagine seeing that and trying to stay sane Jesus yeah but <clears throat> um at least we have a nice bit of comic relief to immediately follow that up with with the uh the most 1998 thing <laughs> ever put to recording with yeah. All in the Family, the rap battle between Fred Durst and Jonathan Davis, um, which is littered full of words that would get this taken down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like if, the, if, if it's the it's the if, if Disney Plus released this, they would remove that song. But well, they didn't remove yeah. the whole fucking album, really. <laughs> <laughs> and I want. I want to. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna read them out. But all in the family lyrics. Corn. Yeah, you're guilty. Just looking at them. It's. Uh, you're sorry. Sorry. Cancelled. <laughs> Cancelled. Eddie Sparks. You stuck everybody. up, sucker. Corny motherfucker. <laughs> Hashtag Eddie Sparks cancelled. Uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was only a matter of time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But yeah, we're yes. Uh, all in the family, Fred Durst rap battle. Um, even even Jonathan Davis has gone on record saying he's not a fan of that anymore. Uh, but that could could just be damage control for the uh, it's rampant honestly, use of the. It's F one word. of the reasons. It's one of the reasons why this uh, the album is number three because there's a there's a couple songs on this album where I go ah, I could do without that. Hmm. And like, you know, I just said um, that that's the most 1998 thing ever put to a recording. Like the the breakdown in the following song, "Reclaim My Place," is also very of that era. You know, just yelling "What the fuck!" over a breakdown. Yeah, I mean, you could tell it was like, right, we're in the 90s now. We're edgy. We're gonna yell. Fuck. If, <laughs> as, if there's, if, as if it was if, new, you know. <laughs> if there's one thing that you that you knew bands wanted you to do in the late 90s and early 2000s, it was get the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Every band. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Get the fuck up. Nobody Isn't says that, that anymore. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, 
Isn't there a, a like new metal documentary called Jump the Fuck Up or something on YouTube? Uh, I've been meaning to watch it. Or something. could be Jump Jump the Fuck Up is Soulfly. Yeah, um, Jump the Fuck get, Up. Get Get the Fuck Up is like in all sorts of songs. Jump the Fuck Up, new metal documentary. I want to see new if metal. this is real before. Before is I this send the most googling on. we've ever done in an episode? I, <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of fan-made fucking music videos that's also new metal as hell okay uh right <laughs> right justin <laughs> i love when they make g-funk synth noises with guitars seed mm-hmm. seed has a great chorus um cameltosis love the hip-hop stuff that sneaks onto corn albums yeah uh, my my gift to you you know you gotta get the bagpipes in there somewhere and um there's a little hidden Cheech and Chong cover of Earache My Eye. Mama and, talking uh, to me, trying to tell me how to live. Well, I don't listen to her because my head is like a like I like the scatterbrain version of that song as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking I mean, of I, fu- I fucking liked I liked the version in the damn movie. Right? Yeah, so, you know. yeah, absolutely. Um, so where where was I? Oh, uh, that's follow the leader done. So yeah, no, so, number three. It's my number three as well. I, I really don't have much to add. I mean, it's their I guess their best known album. They're definitely their biggest seller, um, <clears throat> and um, it's packed full of classic songs. We went through all the songs, but I, but I don't think they're all amazing songs. That's the thing is that I think the, the songs on this album that are good are good at a level that is above a lot of shit that they did. But there's also songs that I go, ah, it's not, it's not a 100% all banger album for me. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's definitely worth its place as this classic of the new metal era. Yes, um, because yeah. it really did. It grabbed my attention. It was the reason why I started listening to Corn as an actual fan, as opposed to just hearing it in a weed circle every once in a while. <laughs> um, and then I became a fan of like all the stuff they had put out because I was just like, oh yeah, this band's really good. Where the where the fuck have I been? Um, and it was <laughs> Got the Life that did it. Got the Life was the song. The first time I saw that music video on MTV, I was just like, this fucking rules. And then I got the album, and I, that you know, the rest is history. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool because it's definitely a progression from from Life Is Peachy, and I would al- I would almost say this is the probably the only Corn album that I am comfortable with using the word fun. With yeah, it. because like it, it's a bit it lighter in tone. It's got darker stuff on it. But for some reason, when I think of follow the leader, I think of, all right, if I want corn and I want to have a good time. Get your boogie on. Yeah. Get your yeah. Boogie if you want to get your <laughs> you boogie know? on, you listen to follow the leader. Great album. I just think that my top two are just perfected chef's for what chef's they kiss. are. It's, yeah. Yeah. All the, all the chefs yeah. kissing. Um, and uh, yeah. So let, let's find out. Are we going to match up with our top two? Porn albums after this. <laughs> this Welcome back, everybody. Corny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, number two. What's your number two? 
Okay, so being as I've got it in my head that, you know, there's one that is consistently cited as Ground Zero. New Metal was born there. Yeah. And it, yeah. and it's and it's, you know, it is heralded as such a game changer that, you know, the debut is gonna be higher than my number two because my number two is issues. Nope. I bro- broke the fucking cycle. Shit! <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um my number two is not issues. Um but, 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 go, but go on ahead. Let's talk about issues. Okay. Clearly I have, I have no issues with that album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, okay, so yeah, issues. Now this was, you know, the third album in that little CD pack that I told you that I'd attained last time. Yep. Way back in 2010 when I'd just gotten into like heavy music and I really liked corn. It's corn. <laughs> no. Sorry, it's, it's just the fact that I said I really like corn and it set me up for that. Um so yeah, sadly, somehow issues went missing. Uh so I only oh, have in that pack now um life is peachy and follow the leader so issues for a long time has been out of my rotation i think up until we listened to it for this i think i hadn't listened to issues in at least 10 years and it's one of those albums that i came back to and went oh yeah this wasn't the one I should have lost. <laughs> um, because, like, you know, Dead is a fun little intro track. There's a lot of, like, small little tracks that tie the whole thing together. Yep. But, man, is this album cohesive. Like, wow. Yeah. And something that this album has that I feel like a lot of Korn albums have, but not as much, is space and atmosphere. There's mm-hmm. a, there is a, like, the way I would describe it is that follow the leader. I am hyper aware that I am listening to an album from 1998 and I am listening to a studio recording. Mm-hmm. When I listened to Issues, I was absorbed by it, you know? Yeah. It's like you, it's one of those otherworldly albums that has a vibe all its own. Um, mm-hmm. So, so Dead, fun little intro track. Um, and then you get Falling Away From Me, which is such a great song. Yep. True definition of the word banger. And just a really great case of, of dynamics being used in a song in an explosive yeah. way. Like the... Great production by Brendan O'Brien on this one. Yeah. Yeah, was it the same? Is did Brendan O'Brien do the previous album as well, or was that no? That no, that's Ross Robinson. I was gonna say. Oh no 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 no! It's a completely different producer that did Follow the Leader. So Ross Robinson did the first two. Follow the Leader are people like that. I don't really even know. Hmm. Uh, I don't remember who it was. Probably somebody known by other people, but not me. Well, this album, 
Brendan O'Brien, it makes a lot of sense because it like captures the band in a in a space, and Brendan's yeah. good at that. Um, <clears throat> Trash. There's an atmospheric edge to this album, like I said, that adds space to what they'd achieved on Follow the Leader. For mm-hmm. You is a cool little creepy interlude kind of track. Um, Beg for me, goddamn that yeah. riff, and yeah, it's a great one. Make make me bad, goddamn that that groove like the chorus is great too uh it's gonna go away is another creepy interlude wake up um i think i've got a new alarm sound for my phone (laughs) wake the fuck up um am i going crazy quite possibly uh hey daddy um not sure if this is a sequel to the harrowing daddy from the debut but it could perhaps be dealing with the aftermath I didn't read too deeply into things, but I mean, to have a song called Daddy and then down the line have a song called Hey Daddy. I, I, I didn't read too deep. I just kind of left that open. So if anyone wants to tell me in the I comments don't, how uh, off base I, I am. I, I honestly, I've learned not to read too deep into any of their lyrics because I'm just like, eh, I'm kind of just, I'm enjoying the vibe here. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll, you know, I'll, 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 I'll learn the chorus maybe. Yeah, it's it's almost like yeah, yeah. Maybe I don't want to know what this is about, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> almost sometimes, you know. Um, some, but I remember the first time I I heard Daddy, and I was on a I was on a bus, and I was listening to the album, and when it got to Daddy at at the end, I almost like, it, you know, when he starts crying, it, yeah. At the end of it, I almost shed a tear because like I was, I heard what the song was about, and then hearing it. And hearing that that raw, visceral emotion that he has in there is just heart wrenching, you know. Yeah. Um, somebody, someone. But that's a different. That's a different. That's a different album. Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's the and, one. And I'll, I'll I will get to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, somebody, someone, big fan mm-hmm. of that hip hoppy guitar, like. Um, no way. I like when Jonathan does like. There, every now and again in corn songs, I'll hear something like vaguely Alice in Chainsy, and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> nice." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's get this party started. Corn doing late nineties corn, damn well. Uh, yeah. Wish you, wish you could be me. It's a weird interlude track. Counting. I remember loving the riff to this and learning it on guitar early in my musical journey, but uh, I didn't have a seven string, so I just tuned my six string really low to the point where it was almost like yeah um dirty is uh three minutes 44 of spacious deranged goodness and then four minutes and six seconds of white noise it's a great album fucking fantastic they agree they took everything great about what they'd done and made probably their best sounding album as as a cohesive piece like all of the little things that just tie it together as one big experience is just it's just such a well-crafted um selection of material and so uh with that not uh, my number two wow um, but but my number two is your number one which is the debut album corn from 94 um I just had a lot to say about this album that hasn't already been said by shitloads of people. It's an absolute game changer. It's a classic. 
um, the beginning of a new subgenre. You know, at the time they didn't know that. Um, but the the great thing about early corn stuff is that it still sounds just as groundbreaking today as it did back then. Yeah. Um, and I've, you know, I've gone on record and saying that when I first heard blind, I, I, I didn't, I wasn't into it. And I really think that I just didn't quite get it at first. Yeah. Um, well, you'd never, you'd never heard it before. You didn't know how to react. Yeah. And, and yeah. there were other <clears throat> things that were, that I considered related to that kind of stuff that were more on the, you know, like Rage Against the Machine was more my speed, um, you know, mm. of what, but this um, was something that like, I was just like, I don't really know if this is for me. And I, you know, came around in the end, obviously, by the end of the 90s, I was really into corn. But, um, but this first album is one that I feel like it's, it's so unique and special that it, it's almost like a like the kind of thing that I I don't know if this album is like in the Library of Congress, but it should be because it's yeah. like <laughs> one of those albums that I think is so significant in mm. not just '90s music but heavy music in general. You know, it's to me, it's the you know if you want to if you want to say you know Black Sabbath invented metal, they didn't know they were doing it. They just put out the album Black Sabbath, and now that album yeah. is absolutely iconic. The first corn album to me is the same kind of thing. Um and where it's just dudes stumbled upon some sort of sound that and, and they were doing these things in such a unique way that obviously like all sorts of people were were uh inspired by it. Um I mean I'm I I'm I'm I wonder if we lived in a reality where corn had never happened would mm. would the next sepultura album have been roots you know That's because a very good hypothetical question to put out because it really i really like because right now you know in the way that because we we did we did sepultura mm -hmm. you know a while ago and now it seems you know going from ksad to roots it seems to make sense now but it makes more sense if you say, oh, KSAD, and then you enter and then you put corn in there and you go, oh, now roots really makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, and, and so, but yeah, so it's like all sorts of bands that they were influencing. And there were bands that were doing the shit around the same time as them. But I feel like even those bands were inspired by corn once corn hit the scene, you know, real big. Yeah. But, I think for what it is, it's a fucking perfect album. I think my top two, these albums are perfect. I wouldn't change anything about them. I think that they are uh, both examples of a band just absolutely nailing what they were going for. And the fact that this is the first Korn album, one of the best debut albums ever, you know, got to yeah. be in the top 10, um, just with the sheer originality and... Um, just coming out of nowhere with this sort of shit. There weren't, this wasn't a popular sound, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. they didn't, uh, yeah. they didn't hear, you know, they didn't hear the Beatles on Ed Sullivan and decide to make this album. It wasn't, <laughs> it, you know, they didn't, you know, Nirvana, never mind. They watched Mr. Rogers and went, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> what would it sound like if we played our instruments to sound like we hate Mr. Rogers? It would sound like this. <laughs> 
Anyway, it's a it's an absolute classic, and it's your it's your number one. So I'm gonna throw it over to you because you're because your number one corn album is corn because it's corn. Yeah, corn, 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 corny, corn, 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 (laughs) corn, 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 corn. Corn, 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 <laughs> corn, corn. <laughs> okay, corn. Fill another twenty minutes of this. <laughs> just, just that. Uh, um, do you know what'd be funny? Is if we like just looped that for 10 minutes and see if anybody notices <laughs> people will be so pissed oh that'd be incredible <laughs> oh but yeah um so blind is a, a classic in the truest sense of the word um immediately followed up with ball tongue i mean that's a gnarly groover as well for many um, for many years i didn't know he was actually saying words in that song and then really? I and then all one day I was listening to it on Apple Music because I'd never read the lyrics to the album and I clicked on the thing and I was like, oh, he's saying words because it always seemed like. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, his words. Tongue, I'm a vagabond. We're justified. Ball tongue. Congrats, you just fucked up my makeup and shit. Ball tongue. What have you done for me? Wow. Yeah, but it's no, like the I, way I, he I, says it even then. It's like, like it's like it's not it's not like the normal way you would say those lines. Once again, Jonathan Davis being a unique motherfucker from day uh, one. Uh, I so. was gonna say, yeah, there is a there's a uniquely fucked upness to the to the first two corn albums with just yeah, just yeah. how nuts they were, <laughs> especially Jonathan. Uh, need to that funky slap bass makes my ears happy. You know what? Yeah. Like I know. I know Fieldy's bass tone divides opinion. I'm a big fan of it. Like I like that Corn has that element to them. Without it, yeah. it wouldn't be Corn. Um, you know, would it fit in every band? No. No. But but here it works perfectly. Like that, like kind of simpsons maggie pacifier kind of click <laughs> i mean i mean th- think of how many bass players there are that you can recognize who they are just by the playing i mean yeah less claypool fieldy who else <laughs> bill gould i'm just again sucking off no more <laughs> but yeah maybe cliff burton mm, okay Warrior. I mean, I love the guy. I, I love yeah. the guy, but you know, yeah. I mean, maybe with the wall when the wall's on there, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, clown. I always love that little studio skit in this song, and uh, it helps that the song itself bangs. Divine. Yeah. yeah. They even make up re- upbeat riffs sound nasty on this. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in order to not trip the. Uh, trip the uh, I- word identification software I've, I've already said the c word earlier in this so so i'm gonna go fa bum 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 get 
Oh, you, uh, are you talking about the classic song Faget? Ah, uh, yes, Faget. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, probably my favorite moment on the whole album is is the build-up and release of the ramped breakdown in this song, ultimately yeah. cul- culminating to a world that never... Oh, hang on, wait. Keeps feeding me day after day, son. You fucking... I'm sick of tired of people treat me this way every day. Who gives a fuck right now? I got something to say to all the people that think I'm strange. That us be out of here locked up in a cage. Since uh, that's, yeah. The, 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 Even the, when the, you can suck my dick and fucking like it. Dun, 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 dun. Even... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Yeah, like <laughs> even you doing it gave me chills. That's how good it is. Like it's yeah. like I don't even need Jonathan Davis to do that part because I'm just like, oh, it's so good. It's so yeah. Good. <laughs> it's fucking. It, it, he's the only guy that could deliver that and it not be cringy though, because yeah. you just yeah. know that comes from a place of I am so incredibly fucked up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, man, and I mean. Fucked as in I've been put through hell, like not just on some sort of substance, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, shoots and ladders. Mm. Again, corn is the only band that can get away with turning Did- nursery rhymes into a metal song and making it fucking work convincingly. Sorry. Is that yeah, that moment in the song, like the the, that going into the next part of the song, uh, that's another part that just gives me chills. Because it's because it's the song kind of just stops and he just says like and then it like like it kicks back in again. Like every time that happens, I'm just like, that's fucking insane. It's so good. I also always tied that in with the um with the album cover. Like it's this it's the it's almost like this um you, you compared this album to black sabbath's debut it's almost like the um it's almost like the spiritual shift of subject matter going from the occult to child snatcher levels of reality and darkness you know like yeah. from the album yeah. cover you know it's it's a girl on a swing looking up at a shadowy silhouette of god knows what um and it's like it really does yeah to to me i always put this and machine heads burn my eyes as kind of a changing of the guard moment in metal i i always point to this i I point to i point to this album and uh, well i point to i basically point to blind and davidian as the moment i I don't like, even. I won't. Wouldn't. I would never even include Machine Head because Rob Flynn was in a thrash band in the '80s. It's like he's not a new dude. He just started yeah. a new band. So Corn is legit new dudes. Yeah. New sound. You know. But but I I remember I was talking to um, I was talking to my uncle about it and he said he remembers the day he came home turned on the TV and heard the ending to Davidian and he knew something had shifted. Like that was the thing that sold him on, like the oh, so slow is cool now, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you know. But um, yeah, I mean this out this album too, like the, those two albums to me are like. See, I I could very easily group this in as an old school metal album, but also a modern metal album. It's such a midpoint yeah. now in yeah 
heavy music history, it's pretty much slap bang down the middle. It like kind of closes out the 70s, 80s and the first half of the 90s into the second half of the 90s and what we have going forward. Um, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's interesting just from my perspective of that time period because <laughs> like Sorry. in my for, for for me as a music fan and a, a musician, we've talked about it hundreds of times. Um Nirvana Nevermind was the one that I think changed everything. But yeah. I almost feel <clears throat> like what you're saying kind of makes sense where I feel like Nirvana, like maybe they didn't kick open a new door, but they literally like cleared the way for yeah. a band like corn to kick open the door. Um, and because like when you really think about it, if you go back and listen to like, you know, sure. Sure. Nirvana's like, it's groundbreaking and important, but it, it wasn't like a huge, it wasn't hard for older people to get into nirvana especially not hard for them to get into pearl jams that shit's basically arena rock yeah but, but then you get to something like corn that's legit something where people that aren't listening to rock music or heavy rock music will hear it and go what the fuck is this noise yeah um <laughs> and it was popular because clearly death metal and stuff was already going on but yeah but but i but you i think that's a good point that corn was really like like that is truly tipping over into a new thing where it's yeah. just like this is not your your dad's music anymore you know that <laughs> kind of thing yeah absolutely and like the fact that they got away with nick nick pennywack give a dog a bone <laughs> this old man came rolling home just puts a big yeah. fat smile on my face but yeah predictable it, it ironically not a good descriptor <laughs> of this album um no no down definitely and not. down and down and dirty filth yeah fake more down and dirty filth lies those growls are brutal like the motherfucker could have been a death metal vocalist if he wanted to um yeah. helmet in the bush is the earliest example of overtly hip-hoppy stuff in the corn catalog and finally, we have possibly the most gruesomely visceral song I've ever heard from an emotional standpoint. Yeah. Like, like I'm, not e I'm not even going to inject any jokes here. This is genuinely heartbreaking to hear. Like, yeah. Like, it, it is, it's filthy and heavy, but the kind of... The tone, the subject matter, and his inevitable breakdown in the vocal booth, which they chose to keep going and record. Well, the, the, from what I read, I think that part especially, he had no idea that they were still rolling. I, yeah. At least that's the, the legend has it or whatever, you know. And to be honest, from the vibe of it, like he starts breaking down and then the band starts going again and they keep going yeah. and but if you and hear like the vocals it's yeah. he's not he's not close to the mic anymore no he's not he's moved away he's, and it's he's moved away he, from the mic yeah so he's probably like the image i have in my head is he's bundled on the floor in a fetal position crying his eyes out sure and like it, it's re it really it really ruined this that kind of subject matter for many other bands for me because yeah. So like, motherfucker, you if, other, you, if yeah, if you're not I'm, doing that, 
Well, it's I like, yeah, it's you. like, it's like yeah. years later, like in the early 2000s, maybe I don't know what year it was, but when the first like Papa Roach album comes out and this, the song is all <laughs> like, my parents got divorced. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like, you know, some of us have real problems and, and, uh, and it's yeah. like, so, it's, so it made it become this thing where that's where like, I, I had my complaints about new metal for a long time where everyone was forced. whining, everyone was whining about everything. And I'm all like, well, from Jonathan Davis's point of view, no people weren't doing that. It seemed very real and about very real shit that I would cry about too. But yeah. but then it's almost like it gets bastardized by other people that that yeah. But to be fair, like emotion that emotion gets bought and sold, you know, emo music. You know, there are some true there yeah. are some true bands where the music sounds very emotional, vocal delivery, very emotional. And then you have other bands like, you know, Fallout Boy, where I'm just like, what are you even fucking sad about, dude? <laughs> it's like <laughs> like, you know, they, this doesn't even sound sad. And then eventually they yeah. didn't make sad music anymore because they were like, oh, yeah, we're not actually sad. We're Fallout Boy. Um, yeah. But then, you know, um, hardcore music, hardcore music is there are people that are truly oppressed raising their fists and saying, we're not going to take it. But then you have like 500 hardcore bands that are like, you're not going to do this to me, motherfucker. What? I don't know, but whatever it is, I don't want them to do it to me. (laughs) It's like, so it gets to the point where it's like, it's completely meaningless now because it's like, it's just so, uh, you call it out. Well played out, but also watered down. It gets completely watered down. We're doing. We're, we're doing. A, you want to do some funny vocals right now because you have a you have a fartiness going on right now. It was a, there was an echo delay, so yeah. it was almost like you were. But then by the time you said more words, it was completely un, unintelligible. <laughs> How did then the all gr- of a sudden you create you created this fucking like industrial masterpiece right there for a second? How did the growl sound? It, amazing. This is all staying in the video. And you're you're welcome, everybody, for probably the best episode ever. Like not only did we we created an industrial masterpiece, but we got to slag off ted nugent for 10 minutes and we <laughs> talked about corn it's the best episode ever man this this was a good one <laughs> we should talk about corn more <laughs> where were where were we at with what were we doing dude oh you're you're still what we need we need to start a spin-off corn. podcast yeah no hear me out we need to start a spin-off corn focused podcast called Podcorn. Like popcorn, <laughs> but podcorn, right? Where we break down every corn song one by one. Fuck it. <laughs> it's ripe for the taking. Let's do it.
Are you sure there's not a corn podcast out there? We, we should get an apartment together. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. We're just gonna, Bartender! We're, just, we're gonna quit quit our jobs and just do this 24 hours a day, just yeah. talking about talking about what it was just one corn song at a time, but each episode is at least three hours long. I I cannot wait to hear that death growl back. That is probably the gnarliest thing the whole, I've ever done. <laughs> the whole thing was fantastic. Let's let's well, are you done talking about the corn album? Uh, the first corn album? Yes. Yes, I am. Oh yeah shit, we're still gonna talk about your number one. Yeah. Cool. My number one album is Issues. Good night everybody. Nice. No, um nineteen ninety nine <laughs> album Issues. I thought about this a lot because I love this album and I went back and forth on my ranking for the for the top four. Mm-hmm. Where where they went, you know, what album is important, what album is killer all the way through, um, different angles to look at everything. And then I finally, like the last time listening through issues, I was thinking to myself, you know what? This is like the probably the most refined and perfected corn album of the classic era. Yeah. To the <laughs> point where if somebody had never heard corn before and I was truly trying to get them into corn issues is absolutely the number one album that I would play for them. And then I would say, if you're into this, then go just do the debut or whatever, you know, cause you think you can get like the earlier raw stuff with the crazier vocals, but issues is like all the songs are so well-written it feels like a cohesive album because of the, you know, the interludes, it, it kind of brings you in and out of the songs. And um, I just think that all of the songs are, are, are just absolutely killer on this album. Yeah. Um, along with having some absolute classics on it at the same time. And it's, a, it's, it's, it also, it's crazy to me that like I was thinking, you know, because like I, I got this album when it came out and when they put it out, it had like, you know, four different album covers. My dogs are freaking out. I don't know if you heard that. Yeah, I heard um, it. Yeah. Um, they, were, they had four different album covers. Like there was a contest to get, you know, album covers. And then the one that you see finally is the winner of the contest. But they put out at least four different cover versions. But I remember buying the album because at that point I was a corn fan. And just being blown away by how good it sounded and how great the songs were. I had no clue till years later until I read about it, that it, it ended up being the number one album in America. And it not only did it do that, it going to number one prevented Dr. Dre and Celine Dion from being number one. Corn was number one over Dr. Dre and Celine Dion it, it, around this time in 1999. So the, the two of them didn't get number one albums because of corn. Like that. Looking back to, to think of where they were at, like Celine Dion, obviously, you know, my heart will it's go po- on. It's, I, th- I think this is um, post Titanic. There's 99 post Titanic. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Yeah. yeah. Not, 99 couple years after Titanic and Dr. Dre, I mean, holy shit, like the chronic 2001. Yep. I think that would have been the album that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was 99. So God, you're, you're talking. Fuck man. That album was huge. 
Yeah. Jesus. But this like that's the thing that that, that like especially when you look at things today cuz like cuz we're talking about top albums period. So clearly, you know, like Dr. Dre topped the you know hip hop albums or whatever the chart was, you know, he he he, he did very well for himself. Mm. But Corn wasn't just number 1 on like the hard rock charts. It was number 1 album period. Insane. And, and it just blows me away because now, you know, we're almost 25 years later from this album coming out. And if a rock album even gets in the top 20, I'm just like, holy shit, how did that happen? Mm. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And so it, it's pretty amazing that, that they were that big. And still, when you listen to, to issues, it's still not like, it's not like they went, you know, mainstream with this album. It's a little more melodic. Um, less less weird vocals on it or whatever but still heavy you know subject matter still a lot of fucking heavy riffs it's a tech it's a metal album you know yeah. it's no matter how you, you look at it um and just like that's pretty fucking cool i mean there's been a handful of like heavy albums that went number one um but i don't even know what the last one was the last actual heavy rock album that went number one across the country here but um, I'm thinking if it's going to be anyone, it's got to be like Slipknot or Avenged. Linkin Park, maybe, Linkin or somebody Park, like that. Linkin Park is probably the one. Yeah, but um, it just, it's just a reminder of like, you know, like I have no problem with hip hop being the, non, the, the pop, most popular music in the world because it, you know, started from, from the streets, basically nothing and built up, you know, its own fan base. It never, you know, it just became, it, I, think, I think it deserves it at this point. Yeah, but but I do have to say that I do, mm. you know, I miss the times when like, you know, just one or two rock albums be up there in the yeah. top of the charts. But Issues was one of them. And I think it was it's to totally deserves it. And I think I like the, the album more now than I did even then, because it's one of those albums that I, I return to it. And every song, even later on in the album, so sometimes it's just a riff that I'll hear and I go, oh, this is on this album, too. Yeah. shit man there's so much good shit on this album so i put issues at number one for all those reasons but the biggest one for me is the fact that it's an absolute solid album from beginning to end and i think it's the best example of corn for anybody like listen to issues if you're not into corn <clears throat> listen to issues um if you're not into them after that i don't really think that they're going to be for you um mm -hmm. but you know i don't know but yeah that's my number yeah that's my number, uh, that's to get rid of those notes for my number one corn album which is issues um i'm sure a lot of people disagree with that I've, i i thought i i think more people are into issues now than they were but i think for a while it wasn't looked at like it was a great album but i think it is time best. time has been very kind to it yeah i agree um and time has been very kind to you all out there because this has been a two-hour episode yes where we wrapped up corn and gave you way more than your money's worth which was nothing way more your, than your i time, expected your, too. Your, your, your time is very important because you can't get that back hmm. so thank you for spending it with us but before we go as usual we got to do this whenever we wrap up a band <clears throat> here we go <clears throat> three two one yeah, yeah! We Sorry, that was that was a bit more Mike Patney than than Jonathan Davis, but uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> Still felt good. Just when you thought it was over. <laughs> Just when you thought it was done. <laughs> yeah, um, we did it, did it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, that that was corn and a lot and a lot. You know, that was man, that was fun. That was a fun episode. Hell yeah, it was. Um, Hell yeah, brother. And, uh, Thank you all for for watching all the peanut butter platypuses. Hello to all of you. Um, put your comments down below in the video. If this is a podcast, hello. Send me a, send me an email. I don't know. <laughs> or don't. Send me sexy letters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thank you, Gene. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's we, we don't. There's no need to drag this out anymore. This is a two-hour packed episode of of awesomeness. Yeah. And uh, next time you see us, uh, we'll be doing another band discography. Um, from, I mean, they were both going around the same time when Corn started. This band was still going. Yeah. Um, and they're still going today. Um, I don't know if I don't I don't know a good hint. Um. But you better have your your big guns ready. That's all I'm going to say. Or your life will hit the skids. Yeah, it could. Um, And hopefully you're not a slave to the grind. (laughs) (laughs) All right, no more of this monkey business. We got to get out of here. No more subhuman behavior. Time to to get the fuck out. (laughs) Um... All right, say say hello to your sweet little sister for me. Yeah, we're done with this uh, monkey business. I already did that. <laughs> Can't double dip. All right. All right. That, 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 that'll be next time. Whenever we, whenever we come back. Well, we, you know, we better get the... out of here before the clock strikes. Midnight. Midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that one will be fun too. All right, everybody. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for listening or watching to this corn stravaganza. And as usual, I'm going to throw it over to Mr. Eddie Sparks to take us out. Yeah, I'm done. Awesome. Good. That was that was enough. I got yeah. out while I while I could. You can't go too do. far. Yeah. <laughs> You'll end up in a cornhole. <laughs> <laughs>